Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from a rental law firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around six minutes. This week, we bring you news on important developments and opportunities in Angola's oil sector, renewable energy news from Mozambique and Portugal, an update on the mining industry in Gabon, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, the floor is yours. We start off this week's episode with news from the oil and gas sector in Angola, where the government has announced its plan to award 50 oil concessions by 2025. According to the Minister of Natural Resources and Petroleum, Angola's oil sector continues to show great potential and is headed towards a brighter future as the government continues to take measures that support a stable, competitive and attractive environment for both local and international investors. In order to guarantee a greater involvement of investors interested in the ongoing licensing round for the onshore Lower Congo Basin and onshore Kwanzaa Basin, there are currently several activities underway, namely the hosting of data rooms, the sale of data packages, sessions to clarify the 2020 bidding process, and one-on-one meetings with interested investors. The current promotion process will culminate in the launch of the bidding round on the 30th of April, after which investors will have up to 40 days to submit a proposal as well as their pre-qualification documents, alongside proof of payment of the 1 million US dollar bidding fee. Another significant development for the sector has been Eni's recent commercial discovery of crude oil in Block 15-06 in Angola's deep offshore. With an estimated production capacity of around 10,000 barrels of oil per day, the Kawika well is the first commercial discovery in Block 15-06 following the relaunch of the exploration campaign after the COVID-19 pandemic hit and oil prices fell. The Italian company also announced that it intends to invest 7 million US dollars in energy projects in Angola, including solar energy. Despite being a major oil-producing country, Angola still relies heavily on foreign fuel supplies due to lack of refining capacity. While the ongoing refinery projects are not concluded, the Angolan national oil company Sanangal has launched an international tender for the importation and supply of gasoline and diesel between the 1st of July 2021 and the 30th of July 2022. Sanangal clarified that in the tender, it has assessed 34 companies, of which 27 were pre-qualified. The selected entity will then enter into a delivery-at-place supply contract, replacing the current suppliers, whose contracts end on the 30th of June. Lastly, Angola and Zambia will shortly sign a Memorandum of Understanding for the construction of an oil pipeline between Lobito and Lusaka. The pipeline will facilitate Angolan oil exports to Zambia and will provide an opportunity for Angola to enter and establish itself as a supplier to the regional market. In Cape Verde, the country's commitment to renewable energies and decarbonization was commended by the UN during an online seminar on electrical mobility. The organization applauded the country's efforts and ambitious environmental goals, calling it a reference in sustainable development on the African continent. During the seminar, Cape Verde's Director of Industry, Commerce and Energy also stressed the country's resolve when it comes to energy transition, highlighting its continuous investments in electrical mobility infrastructures, which are greatly favored by the archipelago's abundance of renewable energy resources. 
In Cameroon, the oil terminal at the port of Douala Bonaberry is operational once again after being inactive for the past 20 years. The fuel wharf on the port's rebuilt mooring dolphin resumed operations on Sunday, 11th of April, with E-Ship's Barracuda being the first oil tanker to be unloaded at the new terminal. The construction of the modern terminal by French company EJN Negri began in 2019 and included the construction of a pedestrian access footbridge and pipe support to mooring dolphins and two birthing dolphins at an overall cost of 10 billion CFA francs. Following the death of Prime Minister Hamed Bakayoko, a new government has been appointed in Côte d'Ivoire. Led by Prime Minister Patrick Hachy, the new government is composed of 37 ministers and four secretaries of state, including eight women. While 18 of the government's previous members have left the executive, the newly appointed team has 13 new members and has changed the names of several ministerial departments. Meanwhile, Gabon ramped up manganese production in 2020, achieving a record of almost 8.5 million tons of the mineral following record performances from the Mwanda and Franceville deposits, as well as the commissioning of the Akonja deposit. Despite market disruptions related to the COVID-19 pandemic, exports and sales followed the same upward trend by 31.3% and 31.7% respectively, driven by a rebound in steel demand in the Chinese market. Over in Mozambique, Nkondensi Energy has announced that its commercial and industrial 400-kilowatt peak solar and 912-kilowatt-hour battery storage project is to resume this month after being halted due to the COVID-19 pandemic, with commissioning planned for June 2021. The company has also stated that the equipment, which uses leading technology from Tesla, JA Solar and ABB, has been cleared by customs and that the $500,000 bridge loan that will finance the construction should be finalized in the coming weeks. In Europe, the Portuguese government and the European Investment Bank have joined forces to promote the development of the country's green hydrogen industry, signing a memorandum of understanding aimed at fostering cooperation and accelerating investment in the sector. As outlined in the European Hydrogen Strategy, launched by the European Commission in 2020, the hydrogen industry will play an important role in accelerating energy transition, and Portugal is keen to become a key player in the emerging hydrogen economy. Thanks to this agreement, the European Investment Bank will support Portugal's ambitious environmental goals set out in the 2030 National Energy and Climate Plan and Portugal's 2050 Carbon Neutrality Roadmap, helping accelerate investment in the industry while improving the bankability of the projects. In Senegal, a new investment code is being drafted as part of the government's strategy to relaunch the country's economy in order to achieve the goals set out in Senegal's new development model, Plan for an Emerging Senegal. The new code is part of a comprehensive reform that will simplify procedures and streamline the private investment process in an effort to stabilize the business environment. With these measures, the government hopes to achieve competitive domestic production that is capable of creating jobs and adding substantial value to the country's economy. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us again then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com.
This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.